There are some who teach that when Christ returns there will also be a return to the offering of animal sacrifices for a thousand years. This assumption is based predominantly on Ezekiel's temple vision, Ezekiel 40-48. Advocates of this theological view interpret Ezekiel's temple vision as a literal future temple from which Christ will reign. However, there is absolutely nothing in the New Testament to support such claims. In fact, such ideology undermines the finished work of Jesus Christ because the sacrifices that Ezekiel references include the sin and trespass offerings, and are said to be for atonement. Ezekiel 45:17 see also 42:13 and 45:23. Listed below are some objections to this theological view. 1. A return to animal sacrifices would be apostate. A return to animal sacrifices after coming to the knowledge of Christ was considered apostate at the time of the writing of the book of Hebrews, and is referred to by the author of Hebrews as dead works, from which we are cleansed by the blood of Christ. Hebrews 9one 14 why would God reinstate the very things from which the writer of Hebrews says the blood of Christ has cleansed us? 2. The sacrifices of animals were carnal ordinances administered by a priesthood which has been annulled. Hebrews 7 16-19, 9-10. The author of Hebrews expounds on the ministry of Jesus as high priest in contrast to the priests who served under the law. He tells us that if Jesus were on earth he would not be a priest because those priests, who serve in the earthly temple, offer gifts and sacrifices according to the law. Christ's ministry as high priest is through His blood in the heavenly tabernacle, in the presence of God in the heavens, and not in an earthly tabernacle or temple with the blood of animal sacrifices. Jesus has been appointed priest forever and is mediator of an everlasting covenant which was established by His blood. 3. The sacrifice of animals could not open the way into the true holiest of all. Now when these things were thus ordained, the priests went always into the first tabernacle, accomplishing the service of God but into the second went the high priest alone once every year, not without blood, which he offered for himself, and for the errors of the people, the Holy Ghost this signifying, that the way into the holiest of all was not yet made manifest, while as the first tabernacle was yet standing. Hebrews 9 6-8. 4. Animal sacrifices were imposed on the people until the time of Reformation, until Christ came and secured our permanent redemption. Which was a figure for the time then present, in which were offered both gifts and sacrifices, that could not make him that did the service perfect, as pertaining to the conscience, which stood only in meats and drinks, and divers' washings, and carnal ordinances, imposed on them until the time of Reformation. Hebrews 9 9-10. For the law made nothing perfect, but the bringing in of a better hope did, by the which we draw nigh unto God. Hebrews 7 19. 5. Animal sacrifices served only as a shadow of good things which were yet to come and could not take away sins. Hebrews 9 6-9, 10-1-4. The sacrifices under the law were repeated over and over again, and were a continual reminder that sin had not been permanently dealt with. For the law having a shadow of good things to come, and not the very image of the things, can never with those sacrifices which they offered year by year continually make the comers thereunto perfect. For then would they not have ceased to be offered? Because that the worshippers once purged should have had no more conscience of sins but in those sacrifices there is a remembrance again made of sins every year. For it is not possible that the blood of bulls and of goats should take away sins. Hebrews 10 1-4. Notice that the author of Hebrews tells us that the sacrifices of animals would not have ceased to be offered if they could have taken away sins. However, it is not possible for the blood of animals to take away sin. 6. Everything that Ezekiel saw was visionary in view of the pattern given to Moses. 
A careful examination of Ezekiel's temple vision reveals that his vision was predicated on the instructions given to Moses for building the tabernacle and in accordance with the instructions given in the law regarding the service therein. When God gave to Moses the pattern for the tabernacle, God instructed Moses to make all things according to the pattern given to him, for, see, saith he, that thou make all things according to the pattern showed to thee in the mount. Hebrews 8 5. The tabernacle made by Moses, was only a type and a shadow of the true tabernacle in heaven, and the service carried out and it was to be done according to the law. According to the book of Hebrews, Jesus is the high priest of the true tabernacle in heaven, and the author of Hebrews refers to this as the better and more perfect tabernacle not made with human hands. It is in this tabernacle in the heavens that Christ is enthroned as King, and mediates as high priest of a better covenant. The author of Hebrews tells us, for there is verily an annulling of the commandment going before for the weakness and unprofitableness thereof. For the law made nothing perfect, but the bringing in of a better hope did, by the which we draw nigh unto God. Hebrews 7 18-19. The commandment referenced here, which has been annulled, is the command regarding the priesthood by which animal sacrifices were offered. This includes all the details regarding the priests and the animal sacrifices in Ezekiel's vision, for those priests were to be ordained according to the law. 7. The priesthood of Jesus will never include animal sacrifices. The author of Hebrews tells us that if Jesus were on earth he would not be a priest because those priests offer gifts and sacrifices according to the law. Jesus was made priest by the call of God and not by the law. Animal sacrifices were offered by those priests who were ordained by the law, but Christ has obtained a more excellent ministry by which he is the mediator of a better testament. Christ's ministry as high priest is through his blood and not the blood of animal sacrifices. 8. Jesus is not the priest of God in Ezekiel's temple vision. The sons of Zadok are. Interpreting Ezekiel's temple vision as a millennial temple is contrary to the teachings of the New Testament which reveals that Jesus has an eternal priesthood. The sons of Zadok, were of the tribe of Levi just as the sons of Aaron were, and in Ezekiel's temple vision they are consecrated in the same manner in which Aaron and his sons were consecrated in Exodus 29 and Leviticus 8. They also wear the same priestly garments instructed for the priests in the Law of Moses. The sons of Zadok are required to follow the same regulations which were given to the sons of Aaron. Again, it is important to emphasize that the writer of Hebrews tells us that this priesthood has been annulled. Furthermore, the New Testament teaches that believers in Christ Jesus are the holy priesthood 1 Peter 2 5, and are called a royal priesthood 1 Peter 2 9. Revelation 1 6, and 5 9 in the KJV says kings and priests but a more accurate rendering is a kingdom of priests. Those who are redeemed by the blood of Jesus are the kingdom of priests who offer spiritual sacrifices to God well-pleasing through Jesus Christ. Tilda 1 Peter 2 5-9. Also consider that those who reign with Christ for a thousand years, and are part of the first resurrection are priests of God. And I saw thrones, and they sat upon them, and judgment was given unto them, and I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus, and for the word of God, and which had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, neither had received his mark upon their foreheads, or in their hands, and they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. But the rest of the dead lived not again until the thousand years were finished. This is the first resurrection. Blessed and holy is he that hath part in the first resurrection, on such the second death hath no power, but they shall be priests of God and of Christ, and shall reign with him a thousand years. Revelations 20-4-6. Are these priests who were redeemed by the blood of Jesus, and overcame the beast by their faithfulness to Jesus coming back to offer animal sacrifices. A thousand times, no. 9. God never desired animal sacrifices. Isaiah 1 11-14, Jeremiah 7 21-23, Hosea 6 6, 
Psalm 47-9, Micah 6 7-8, Psalm 51 18-19, Hebrews 4 10-9. Animal sacrifices gave God no pleasure because those sacrifices had no power to take away sins. On the contrary, they were a continual reminder of sin, but in those sacrifices there is a remembrance again made of sins every year. For it is not possible that the blood of bulls and of goats should take away sins. Hebrews 10 3-4. The theology of a return to animal sacrifices would constitute a return to that which never truly pleased God and which God never truly desired. God's desire is found in Jesus for Jesus fulfilled all the will of God by His perfect submission and obedience to God. Wherefore when He cometh into the world, He saith, Sacrifice and offering thou wouldest not, but a body hast thou prepared me, in burnt offerings and sacrifices for sin thou hast had no pleasure. Then said I, Lo, I come, in the volume of the book it is written of me, to do thy will, O God. Above when he said, Sacrifice and offering and burnt offerings and offering for sin thou wouldest not, neither hadst pleasure therein, which are offered by the law. Then said he, Lo, I come to do thy will, O God. He taketh away the first, that he may establish the second. By the which will we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. Hebrews 10 5-10. Jesus came as it was written of him in the volume of the book. The volume of the book is a reference to the testimony of Jesus within the Scriptures. Ezekiel is a part of this witness. The temple which Ezekiel saw was given to provoke the generation of the exiles to whom Ezekiel was a prophet and priest. It wasn't something which was predicted some 2,500 to 3,000 years or more, into the future. The details in Ezekiel's temple vision serve only as a type and shadow with regards to Christ. The theology of animal sacrifices in the millennium does not testify of Jesus. According to the actual details given in Ezekiel's temple vision, there would be a building again of those things Christ destroyed if the priesthood according to the law with animal sacrifices were reinstated. 10. A temple that would have been but never was. Ezekiel was a priest by blood lineage and also a prophet. This temple vision was given to Ezekiel to make the people of Israel ashamed of their sins. Ezekiel 43 10-11 if Ezekiel's temple would have been built it would have been a testament that Israel could overcome sin apart from the mediation of Jesus Christ, for it was the temple God would have given them to serve Him forever. Israel would have served God, but in their own strength, because in this temple, they would have continued to be separated from the holy presence of God, of which the Jesus's blood has now given us access. And He said unto me, Son of man, the place of my throne, and the place of the soles of my feet, where I will dwell in the midst of the children of Israel forever, and my holy name, shall the house of Israel no more defile, neither they, nor their kings, by their whoredom, nor by the carcasses of their kings in their high places. In their setting of their threshold by my thresholds, and their post by my post, and the wall between me and them, they have even defiled my holy name by their abominations that they have committed, wherefore I have consumed them in mine anger. Now let them put away their whoredom, and the carcasses of their kings, far from me, and I will dwell in the midst of them forever. Thou son of man, show the house to the house of Israel that they may be ashamed of their iniquities, and let them measure the pattern. And if they be ashamed of all that they have done, show them the form of the house, and the fashion thereof, and the goings out thereof, and the comings in thereof, and all the forms thereof, and all the ordinances thereof, and all the forms thereof, and all the laws thereof, and write it in their sight, that they may keep the whole form thereof, and all the ordinances thereof, and do them. This is the law of the house, upon the top of the mountain the whole limit thereof round about shall be most holy. Behold, this is the law of the house. Ezekiel 43 7-12. The temple in Ezekiel's vision is a temple that would have been but never was because of the sins of Israel and their priests. Had Israel met the conditions which God set forth, 
the temple described in Ezekiel's vision would have been forever, and not for a thousand years. Ezekiel 43 7-10. 11. God's presence would be separated from His people. In Ezekiel's temple, the holy presence of God would have continued to be separated from the people, and particularly from the Levites because of their past sins. According to the New Testament, Jesus has removed the separation between God and His people, and we now have unhindered access to God through the blood of Jesus. Hebrews 10 19-22, Ephesians 2 13, 18. 12. Why? Depending on who you listen to, there are different conclusions reached as to why animal sacrifices would be offered in the millennium. Some proponents claim they will only be offered as a memorial, even though Ezekiel makes no such claim. In the temple vision given to Ezekiel, the sacrifices are offered for the same purpose for which they were given in the book of Leviticus, for sanctification, reconciliation, purity and atonement for sins. If we interpret Ezekiel's temple vision as a literal temple for the service and worship of the living God in the millennial, we have a millennium without the cross of Christ, without the blood of Christ, without the intercessory ministry of Jesus our great high priest, and without the message of the gospel. Remember, Jesus is not the priest of God in Ezekiel's temple vision. The sons of Zadok are. That one statement alone should end all debate on this topic. One notable teacher on the topic makes the claim that sacrifices will be offered in the millennium to protect God's glory in the temple. Yet, the New Testament teaches us that God's glory is fully revealed in the person of Jesus Christ. The author of Hebrews tells us that Jesus is brightness of God's glory and the express image of His person. Paul tells us in Colossians that all the fullness of the Godhead is present in Jesus. Some claim that the sacrifices will be reinstituted as object lessons to teach the people living in the millennium what Christ has done in His death. This rationale fails miserably when we consider that for 2,000 years the gospel of Christ has been sufficient for leading men to salvation. How is it that suddenly when Christ is physically present in all of His glory, we will need animal sacrifices? One has to wonder if those who teach that Ezekiel's temple vision is a yet future and a literal temple, actually read the details given in Ezekiel's temple vision. 13. Physical circumcision would be a necessity for relationship with God. Ezekiel's temple is one in which physical circumcision is required to approach God Ezekiel 44 9. This is problematic, because Paul tells us, In Jesus Christ neither circumcision availeth anything nor uncircumcision, but faith which worketh by love Galatians 5 6. Paul also says, There is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither bond nor free, there is neither male nor female, for ye are all one in Christ Jesus. Galatians 3:28. The law of Moses, which was physical Israel's covenant, made a distinction regarding Jew and Greek, bond and free, male and female. Under ancient Israel's covenant with God, the sign of the covenant was in the male's flesh, and not in the woman's. Women did not have the same status as men under the law of Moses, and neither did the slaves as the free. If Ezekiel's temple vision is a future millennial temple, we will have a millennial in which women do not have the same covenant status as men. According to the Apostle Paul, the Old Covenant which employed the temple service, the Levitical priesthood, and animal sacrifices, has no relevance now that Christ has come. All distinction regarding covenant status has been annulled. In Christ all the children of God are one. 14. The middle wall of partition would be erected. In Ezekiel's temple vision, the middle wall of partition which separated Jews and Gentiles, the circumcision and the uncircumcision, is still standing. Yet Paul tells us that Jesus removed this middle wall of partition. If Ezekiel's temple vision is a literal temple pertaining to the future, we now have a millennium in which Jews and Gentiles are no longer one in Christ, and the middle wall of partition which Christ removed by His death has been erected. If this is so, then the finished work of Christ will be invalidated in the millennium. 
Paul says in Galatians, If I build again those things which I destroyed, I make myself a transgressor. A millennium with animal sacrifices would be a transgression against the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. 15. Christ and His finished work would be undermined. If Ezekiel's temple were truly a literal millennial temple as some claim, we now have a millennium in which, 1. The finished work of Christ and the necessity of being born again is undermined. 2. The Levites bear the shame of their sin for a 1,000 years. 3. God's presence is unapproachable by anyone except the sons of Zadok. 4. Being accepted by the Lord will be dependent on the burnt offerings offered by the priests. 5. Being reconciled to God depends on animal sacrifices, thus the altar on which animal sacrifices would be offered becomes the source of reconciliation rather than the cross on which Christ died for our sins. 6. The Prince of Israel would have to offer sin offerings for his own sins. In God's kingdom, Jesus is the only Prince. Does Jesus have to offer sin offerings for his own sins? Certainly not. The New Testament tells us that Jesus has no sin, 2 Corinthians 5:21, Hebrews 4:15, and that is why he was able to offer himself without any blemish to God as the sacrifice for our sins. 1 Peter 1:18-20, Hebrews 9:14. 16. A rebuilt temple like the one Ezekiel saw would establish old covenant worship. The First Testament, the law, was dedicated by the blood of sacrificial animals and the worship described in Ezekiel's temple vision is based on the ceremonial rites of that testament. In the New Testament, true worship is worship in spirit and in truth John 4:23-24. Jesus told the Samaritan woman the hour cometh, and now is, when the true worshipper shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for the Father seeketh such to worship Him. God is a spirit, and they that worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. John 4:23-24. The true worship mentioned by Jesus, which is characteristic of the New Covenant, cannot be found in Ezekiel's temple vision. All worship in Ezekiel's temple vision is associated with the ceremonial regulations prescribed in the Law of Moses. New Testament worship, in spirit and in truth, is the kind of worship which God seeks from His people. This worship is made possible only by the New Covenant established in the blood of Jesus, for through the blood of Jesus we have been purified for our sins, and have been given unhindered access to the living God. For we are the circumcision, which worship God in the Spirit, and rejoice in Christ Jesus, and have no confidence in the flesh. Philippians 3 3. 17. God's resting place is not in man-made temples. In Scripture, the temple which Solomon built was destroyed at the time of the Babylonian captivity, and Herod's temple, which was the one standing in the time of Jesus's earthly ministry, was destroyed in 70 AD. Both of these were destroyed because of God's judgment against the apostasy of the nation. Even though this is revealed in the Scriptures, some who claim that Ezekiel's temple is a future millennial temple, also claim that it will be first inhabited by the Antichrist, meaning it will be completely apostate before being indwelt by the presence of God. There is no precedent in the Word of God to support such theology. Nowhere in Scripture will you find a rebuilt, man-made, temple of which the Lord Jesus Christ will return to fill with His glory. Jesus is the cornerstone which God has laid in Zion. He is the foundation stone of the true house of God which is built not by man, but by the Spirit of the living God. The true house of God is built with living stones, 1 Peter 2 5. These living stones are Jews and Gentiles who obey Jesus Christ and abide in Him. For through Him we both, Jew and Gentile, have access by one Spirit unto the Father. Now therefore ye are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints, and of the household of God, and are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ Himself being the chief cornerstone, in whom all the building fitly framed together groweth unto an holy temple in the Lord, in whom ye also are builded together for an habitation of God through the Spirit. 
Ephesians 2 18-22. The true temple of God of which Jesus is the foundation, and His followers are the building, is out in the open, loud and clear, in the New Testament, John 2 19-20, Matthew 21 42, Acts 4 11, 1 Corinthians 3 16 17, 1 Corinthians 6 19, 2 Corinthians 6 16, Ephesians 2 12 22, 1 Peter 2 5. Jesus is the cornerstone, the foundation stone, of the true temple of God which is the body of Christ, and the New Testament is embedded with this truth. All man-made structures, the tabernacle and the temples, in Scripture, whether literally or in vision form, were only types and shadows of the true which is in Christ. The writer of Hebrews tells us that while the first man-made tabernacle was standing, the Holy Spirit was testifying that the way into the holiest of all was not yet made manifest. Jesus has entered and consecrated the true holiest of all in the heavens, and we are invited to come boldly into the presence of God by His blood. The permanent resting place for God's presence among His people is not found in a man-made structure, but in a circumcised heart. Stephen testified of this truth in the book of Acts, Howbeit the Most High dwelleth not in temples made with hands, as saith the prophet, Heaven is my throne, and earth is my footstool, what house will ye build me? Saith the Lord, or what is the place of my rest? Hath not my hand made all these things? Ye stiff-necked and uncircumcised in heart and ears, ye do always resist the Holy Ghost, as your fathers did, so do ye. Acts 7 48-51. The Scriptures tells us that after the new heavens and new earth come, new Jerusalem will descend from above and in the new heavens and new earth there shall be no temple, a reference to man-made structures. There is no harmony with the New Testament revelation of Jesus Christ and the ideology of another man-made temple with animal sacrifices. Jesus is the foundation stone of the true temple which God is building with living stones, believers in Jesus Christ, and it is this temple that God Himself inhabits by His Spirit. 18. Jesus is the final sacrifice for sins. As stated at the outset, the sacrifices that Ezekiel references include the sin and trespass offerings and are said to be for atonement. Ezekiel 45:17 see also 42:13 and 45:23. According to the New Testament, the sacrifice of Jesus is the final offering for sins and there will never ever be another. This is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, saith the Lord, I will put my laws into their hearts, and in their minds will I write them, and their sins and iniquities will I remember no more. Now where remission of these is, there is no more offering for sin. Hebrews 10:16-18. 19 The New Covenant and the Witness of the Holy Spirit. The author of Hebrews tells us that the Holy Ghost is a witness to us regarding the New Covenant, established by the blood of Jesus. In chapter 8, tells us that Jesus is the mediator of a better testament, established on better promises, v.6. The better testament, or covenant, is the new covenant God promised to the house of Israel and in the house of Judah. The reason the new covenant was promised is clearly stated, for if that first covenant had been faultless, then should no place have been sought for the second. For finding fault with them, he saith, Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. Hebrews 8 7-8. The fault that God found with them was that they continued not in His covenant, and this was the result of sin. Israel's covenant with God had no power to end the dominance of sin over His people therefore, God promised to make a new covenant. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, saith the Lord. I will put my laws into their mind, and write them in their hearts, and I will be to them a God, and they shall be to me a people, and they shall not teach every man his neighbor, and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for all shall know me, from the least to the greatest. For I will be merciful to their unrighteousness, and their sins and their iniquities will I remember no more. Hebrews 8 10-12. 
Though Israel was given the law, the tabernacle, the priesthood, and the atonement sacrifices, God was not pleased because there was no true cleansing from sins. For the law having a shadow of good things to come, and not the very image of the things, can never with those sacrifices which they offered year by year continually make the comers thereunto perfect. For then would they not have ceased to be offered? Because that the worshippers once purged should have had no more conscience of sins. But in those sacrifices there is a remembrance again made of sins every year. For it is not possible that the blood of bulls and of goats should take away sins. Hebrews 10 1-4. The sacrifices on which the old covenant was established, and which were offered for sins, were a continual reminder that sin had not been permanently dealt with, and thus, there was no true reconciliation between God and His people. Then verily the first covenant had also ordinances of divine service, and a worldly sanctuary. For there was a tabernacle made, the first wherein was the candlestick, and the table, and the showbread, which is called the sanctuary. And after the second veil, the tabernacle which is called the holiest of all, which had the golden censer, and the ark of the covenant overlaid round about with gold, wherein was the golden pot that had manna, and Aaron's rod that budded, and the tables of the covenant, and over it the cherubims of glory shadowing the mercy seat, of which we cannot now speak particularly. Now when these things were thus ordained, the priests went always into the first tabernacle, accomplishing the service of God. But into the second went the high priest alone once every year, not without blood, which he offered for himself, and for the errors of the people, the Holy Ghost this signifying, that the way into the holiest of all was not yet made manifest, while as the first tabernacle was yet standing. Hebrews 9 1-8. In contrast to the ineffectiveness of the first covenant, the author of Hebrews expounds on the new. He tells us, the Holy Spirit is a witness to us of the new covenant, established in the blood of Jesus. Then said he, Lo, I come to do thy will, O God. He taketh away the first, that he may establish the second. By the which will we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. And every priest standeth daily ministering and offering oftentimes the same sacrifices, which can never take away sins. But this man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins for ever, sat down on the right hand of God, from henceforth expecting till his enemies be made his footstool. For by what offering he hath perfected for ever them that are sanctified. Whereof the Holy Ghost also is a witness to us, for after that he had said before, This is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, saith the Lord, I will put my laws into their hearts, and in their minds will I write them, and their sins and iniquities will I remember no more. Now where remission of these is, there is no more offering for sin. Hebrews 10 9-18. Contextually, the putting away of sins and the once for all references in the book of Hebrews, have to do with the permanency of the finished work of Christ in contrast to the imperfect atonement sacrifices under the law. Because of Jesus, the new covenant is superior to the old. Though the first covenant was ineffective in taking away sins, God gave it to Israel to prepare the people for something much greater. It would serve as a foreshadowing of Christ, who was yet to come. But Christ being come an high priest of good things to come, by a greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is to say, not of this building, neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by His own blood He entered in once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. Hebrews 9 11-12. At best, the old covenant could only serve as a foreshadowing of the new. The first covenant, established with the blood of animal sacrifices, was insufficient for the cleansing of sins. Therefore, it had no power to reconcile man to God. Through His blood, Jesus has reconciled us to God. As our great High Priest, He has given us unhindered access into the presence of the living God, because His blood cleanses us from all sin. Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, which He hath consecrated for us, through the veil, 
that is to say his flesh, and having an high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience, and our bodies washed with pure water. Hebrews 10 19-22. This is the covenant, to which the Holy Spirit bears witness to our hearts.